Welcome to the 3D Parent Podcast. My name is Bevan Walters, your host and founder of The 3D Parent. I'm a certified parent coach and have spent the last decade living my calling in life, helping parents navigate the tough stuff like tantrums, sibling conflict, screen time overload, and managing the transition into the teenage years. My purpose is to provide you with the tools you need as a parent to lead with dignity, direction, and deep connection in your family relationships. My goal in creating the 3D Parent Podcast is to inform, empower, and increase confidence in parents so they can trust their instincts and make the best decisions possible for their families. For these reasons, I've rated this podcast FPEO for parents' ears only. Parenting is challenging, but you don't have to do it alone. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 3D Parent Podcast. Okay, parents, we have a summer ahead of us that looks a little bit different than past summers. Today, I'm going to talk you through COVID-19 summer survival. Summer camps have been canceled for the most part. Some maybe are still hanging on by string, but many have already called it for the summer. We don't know if public pools are going to be open. Swimming lessons can happen. Currently, playgrounds are still closed. So what are we to do with a summer with none of these activities? Well, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really want to think about it. When I'm recording this right now, it is mid-May. Summer is just around the corner. I've been so exhausted and overwhelmed with keeping up with working and remote school for my four children that thinking about the summer just felt like yet another thing that would cause me to go into complete state of overwhelm. But I basically, because of this podcast, because of all of you, I just forced myself to sit down last week and come up with a brainstorm of how I can approach this summer. And instead of thinking of it as, gosh, what a bummer summer, all of our plans are canceled. None of the fun we usually have or things I had counted on being able to do with my kids or signing them up for can't happen. Rather than thinking this as a bummer summer, I am going to make this a summer of memories and I'm encouraging you to do so as well. I'm going to make sure that I am as present, as engaged and as creative as I can be And some of that work I need to do now. I can't wait for summer to come in and to go through the first couple weeks and get to a point where I feel just exhausted and overwhelmed because I kind of failed to plan now. I didn't take advantage of the time I have to think about the summer before it arrives. Now, some of you in different parts of the country, you may already be out on summer break. You may already be treading water right now, trying to figure out what this looks like for you. As different states are dealing with the pandemic and the home quarantine orders in different ways, some of you may already have a lot of restrictions removed. Many others are kind of waiting in in early phases of restrictions, and we don't know how that's going to phase out during the summer. Here in Seattle, we're still in phase one. We're still very restricted in terms of what we can do and what our kids can do. And beyond that, regardless of what the restrictions are or what my local government or the federal government allows, I also am going to make my own choices that I feel are best for my family. So even though maybe certain things reopened, I may choose not to take advantage of that this summer just due to the risk. 
I might make different choices, even though some things might be available. I'm going to rethink how I'm thinking about my summer and the summer that I had kind of envisioned many months ago before this pandemic hit. So the ideas I'm going to present today on this podcast, these can be helpful no matter what phase your state is in. It can be helpful whether you have perhaps a summer nanny or a babysitter that's helping you out, or if you're going at alone. Most of these ideas are very accessible to all and take little or no extra money. They just take a little planning and some little thinking through. So the first suggestion I have is to make a summer calendar. Just to go ahead any way you want to, if you want to do it on a whiteboard so that you can kind of add things and erase things as needed, that's most likely what I'm going to do. You can go ahead and make it on a computer and just kind of add things and print it out. But I would have it be something physical that everybody in your family can take a look at so you can kind of see what the summer looks like and the kids can see, oh gosh, there are some plans on the calendar. The summer isn't going to be all ruined. And then you can also mark off each day as you go through the summer to kind of see how the time passes, to see how you're getting closer to the fall and so on. So make a summer calendar and write down things on the calendar. And some of those things that you might put on the calendar are things that are part of what I'm going to be presenting during this podcast. But if you have any things you know that are coming up, of course, put it on there, print it out, let your kids see it. Another suggestion, and this is something that I've done with my kids in past summers, is to make a summer bucket list where everyone in the family gets to suggest a few items for the list. And then you can kind of look at the list and you can add those things on the bucket list to your calendar to make sure they happen. Or you can kind of just decide, you know, sporadically when you want to mark things off the bucket list. But put them up there. Have it, again, visual for everybody in the family to see. We did this a couple summers ago and it was a ton of fun. And we made a lot of our favorite summer memories marking things off the bucket list. And some of these things were pretty simple. I think the two biggest hits from that summer was a shaving cream fight that we had out on our deck. That was a huge highlight for my kids. And then we also had a deluxe ice cream sundae dessert celebration, just our family. But we got every topping you can imagine. We got multiple flavors of ice cream and we let the kids just kind of have at it and make these huge, outrageous sundaes. And that was a ton of fun also. So make a bucket list. That could be a really great way to kind of generate some excitement around your summer instead of just looking at it with dread and also feeling like if they keep on coming up with ideas, your kids can help with these ideas or jump on Pinterest and look up bucket list, summer bucket list to get some ideas going for you guys if you kind of feel stumped for ideas. My next suggestion is to go ahead and put in some type of routine to every day. School for many of us has provided a structure and a predictable routine for the day, which really benefits kids and has helped in a lot of ways, can help in many ways to regulate their behaviors. Routines do that for kids. And so I encourage you to create a routine for your summer days. Keep with consistent wake up times. If you have younger kids and they're napping, have those be consistent times. Same thing for bedtimes. I know for many of us, we tend to be a little bit more flexible with our sleep time in the summer and that's okay, but you don't want to stretch it too far. You don't want your kids staying up so late that the next day they're in bad moods all day long. So try and keep some consistency with wake up, nap, bedtime schedules. Also, I really encourage you to have a consistent time for your eating schedule. I'm sure many of us with our kids home are used to hearing, I'm hungry, I need a snack more times than we'd like to. 
this happens also in the summer. Suddenly kids are having this all day long. If you have an eating schedule and you stick to it, that takes care of it. Your kids know it becomes predictable. They know that they have a snack at 10 o'clock. So they wait till 10 o'clock to have it. If you're consistent and you stick to your schedule, your kids will accept it. It will become part of the routine and the structure that kind of helps create some order for your kids and also helps, like I said, regulate some of their behaviors. Be sure that when you're looking at your routine for the day and the structure and how you're going to structure your days, be sure you include how screen time is going to fit into your schedule. You want it to be at predictable times and times that have time limits so it doesn't get out of control. So you'll be less likely to get into power struggles with your kids and you won't end up having to constantly be the one policing and enforcing limits and having the backlash that follows that. Screen time is something that is a big struggle for a lot of families. I understand that. It is for my family as well. We're always trying to find ways to create structure around how screen time is used. During this time of home quarantine, my kids are having more screen time than I would normally allow. And some of that is part of us having to cope with where things are right now and the fact that we do have to get work done. And I just try to kind of rotate the types of screen time and put it in predictable times so that my kids don't go overboard with it. And also so that I can use that time to get my work done, to get things done around the house and get a break from having to be constantly the source of supervision for my kids who are, they're all older, but at the same time, the screen time can get out of control. And it can also be the source of a lot of fighting and stress within families. So build that into your routine, build that into your structure. A lot of times parents want to add in a little bit of academic time over the summer to avoid that summer slump where kids can kind of lose some of what they've learned during the school year. It's not a bad idea. I've certainly done that in different ways with my kids over the years. But keep in mind that this has been a long haul for all of you to be trying to keep academics and learning going with all the remote learning. And so you might need to take a break on it, or you might have to rethink it, or you might need to make it be fairly limited and minimal and kind of the stuff that your kid naturally is more willing to participate in without becoming a battle. So find ways that you can be creative and build in a little bit of a learning that doesn't feel mundane, doesn't feel boring, doesn't feel like sitting down with worksheets or something like that, but don't overstress this aspect. Do not overstress the academics. You know, Some people have really struggled with the remote home learning and it's caused a lot of stress for them and their families. And some of them have already kind of dialed in and said, you know, we're tapping out. We've done all we can do. We need to just keep the peace at home and keep things flowing. And we're going to put our focus on our kids and our relationships. That's a complete valid choice. Kids need that emotional rest that they get from their relationships, their parents being less stressed out. And if removing the academic piece is needed right now, don't beat yourself up over that. Teachers are used to assessing kids at the beginning of a school year and adjusting to meet them where they are when they return to schools. And every teacher is going to be prepared for this because we've been out of school. We've been out of direct interaction with teachers for a while now. Your child will catch up. Your child will be able to learn and they'll get there. But If academics and inserting them in some way into your summer plans works for you and your family, great. And I do have some ideas I'm going to give you a little bit later on in this podcast that can kind of fit into that a little bit academic time. You might want to consider outsourcing a little bit of kind of learning creative time. There are lots of camps that are offering online virtual camps or classes, and maybe this will work for you and your family to have it be part of your weekly routine where they know a certain time that they have a class or a camp that they signed up for. 
And again, this might be a time that you get to have a little break and they get a chance to do something or explore something that they haven't had a chance to. So go out there and explore and see what's offered that might be doable for your family or affordable for your family. I plan to have my kids select a class or two each. A friend of mine reminded me of OutSchool, which offers classes in camps, and they're really reasonably priced. And I know people who have taken these classes, and they have been really successful. They're quality, and they're not very expensive. And there's a lot of different offerings out there that are very interesting. I've already kind of showed the website to my oldest child, and she is picking out two classes, and she's really excited about this, be able to add this to her summer that kind of all the plans got ruined and taken away. She's right now thinking she's always wanted to learn American Sign Language, ASL, and she found a class offered on that. And she's also thinking about taking a class to improve her photography skills. She really likes photography, but she's never taken an actual class. And she thinks this might be a great way to do that. So think of ways that maybe in some ways you can kind of outsource, if possible, some of this resources that are offered online. Another idea beyond the routine that might be part of your routine and also might be something that you might add to your calendar is to break up the summer into themes for the week. Now you and your kids can decide, you can plan it for your kids, but I think it'd be great to have your kids pick out maybe a theme each and they can be part of planning some of the ideas and activities that go along with it. You can do some of it as well when you think about things that might be really fun or ideas immediately pop into your head. Some ideas that immediately jumped into my thoughts were doing a week around Olympics. It was supposed to be Olympics this summer, so why not have our own family Olympics week? Or you could do a sports week where you try out different sports, Disney week, international week, learning about different countries, readathon week, where maybe the week is more focused on reading and exploring different authors and maybe reading in different places and locations. Beach week, where we might learn things about the beach. We might go visit some beaches. We might do some arts and crafts using shells and sand and so on. Nature Adventure Week, where we might go out and explore different areas and different natural environments. You can plan things around your themes, but again, don't overwhelm yourself. I don't plan to, even though I do plan on having these themes to kind of help my summer kind of move along. I do not intend to overdo it. I was thinking if I could come up with maybe one activity per day tied to the theme, that would be enough. And again, if you're going to have your children maybe plan a week themselves, they choose a theme, put them in charge of planning some of the activities. Think how much time that might take up for them to do plans and finding ideas and things they might want to do tied to the theme that they think might be fun and exciting. They can get involved. They could take some of that on. But like I said, you can plan like maybe one meal of the week will be tied to your theme. So beach week, we might do a seafood night. During international week, of course, we might try foods from different countries. You might also plan, like I said, an activity, maybe a movie night that could be tied to the theme. I was already brainstorming when I thought about Olympic week. My kids are all of an age where they might enjoy that movie, Cool Runnings, about the Jamaican Olympic bobsled team. And I think that would be a lot of fun to watch that movie and tie it to the theme. So that could be another fun way to kind of brainstorm your week and add some excitement. But again, don't overwhelm yourself. No need to be making your summer be constantly Instagram worthy. Like I said, Pick a theme and pick an activity a day tied to it. It does not have to be too much.
Hey there, parents. Are you tired of feeling like your kids are in charge at home, negotiating, demanding, and generally calling all the shots? Well, then I have a free resource for you called 10 Steps to Get Back in Charge of Your Kids. Just click the link below to download your own copy. Let's get you back in the driver's seat. I have another friend, Julie, who homeschooled her children. And she shared this idea with me on my private Facebook group for the 3D Parent Lounge. And she shared this idea, which I thought was brilliant, which she did with her children over the summers when they were young. And she also happens to be a really talented early childhood educator and works right now as a teacher. So she's got a wealth of ideas. And this one that she presented, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to share that in my podcast. And she did thought in terms of dividing up the weekdays in terms of subject. So again, if you're trying to put just a little bit of academics into your summer, just having one subject that you're going to touch on per day. And again, this doesn't have to be huge. It could just be touching on it. We're just going to visit math today. We're going to visit writing. So here's what she did. This was her structure. And I asked, like I said, if I could share this. And she said, go ahead. So she did Monday math day. And they would go for walks. And they would look at the house numbers. And they would try to notice patterns or maybe add them up or subtract them. Or they would try to find ways to get them to equal to 10. And that was part of her math day. And she also would incorporate Legos and Jenga and games on those Mondays where she could incorporate math. And then she would do story time or story uh, or tale Tuesday, I think she called it. And those are days when they would focus more on literature and books and they would act out their favorite books or they would read out whatever book a child brought out. They would have a dinner where they all read at dinner. And she said that was such a favorite that her kids asked for that to happen once a month. Then she would do writing Wednesdays and they would each do just a five minute writing on a different prompt, just five minutes of writing. And, you know, that could maybe lead to more. But again, she just touched on these things over the summer. And I think that was such a great way to think about it. So we had, let's see, Math Monday, Tale Tuesday, Writing Wednesday, Explore Thursday. So the alliteration ran out, but nevertheless, Explore Thursday. And this is when they go on outings. Again, many of these things may not be possible this summer. Maybe they will be zoos, museums, different parks. Just they would get out and about. If you still have a lot of restrictions in terms of finding ways to get out and about and explore, but just that's the day that they would have set aside for some type of a field trip, something out of the house. And then Fridays, she called free focus Fridays. And those are the days that kids could do whatever they want and be creative. And she said that they would often built what they called Georgie Land, which was a planet that they made up and they would love to tell stories about the inhabitants that lived there. They just got deep in their imaginative play. So free focus Friday where they could do anything they want, but it had to be kind of something, a project or something they could focus on that day that was their own liking. So thank you, Julie, for the idea. I think it's great in terms of thinking about the week in terms of subject. So you can combine a lot of these ideas. You could do the themed weeks to kind of help you think through what each week might look like. And then beyond that, each day might have a different academic focus, kind of like Julie's suggestion. So you can kind of like think both ways in terms of incorporating those ideas. Okay, other big suggestions I have for you. Go old school. Let your kids run through sprinklers, have balloon fight, build forts, have lots of outdoor times. Play with bubbles, face paint, slip and slides, make homemade popsicles, get out and draw with sidewalk chalk, fly kites. There are so many ideas of ways that you can go old school with your kids 
the summers that we had before there was so much available before we felt so much pressure to sign our kids up for so many camps and whatnot. Let your kids go old school. I'm going to put a link to a website where I found, I can't remember how many, I think she has a hundred ideas of things your kids can do during the summer. It's the Happy Hooligans website. And I'm going to put my link in my show notes to hundreds of more ideas of things that you can do that are kind of these old school fun activities that don't take a lot of time or money or planning. And I'm sure would be a huge hits for your family, for your kids. Another idea, like I said, summer camps are canceled. Well, don't be afraid to bring some of summer camp home. See if you can have a campfire, sing along, sing your favorite camp songs, uh, roast s'mores, do kind of camp crafts, you know, those lanyards, the friendship bracelets, wood carving, tie-dye. Think of the camp crafts that are kind of classic. Bring those home. Have those happen at home. You might even have one of your theme weeks be summer camp week, where you kind of do all of the above things I just suggested. The same thing with activities. What are some activities that kids do at summer camp that we don't typically do, like archery or field day, kind of friendly family competitions? And also, of course, you can always do a backyard camp out or, you know, perhaps camping will be opened up and you can actually go on a camping trip with your family and experience some of that being in nature and camping and sleeping in nature with your family. Another suggestion I have is to pick maybe one or two bigger projects, longer range projects for your family. Something like building a tree house or a clubhouse, something like making a veggie garden and, you know, taking care of the vegetables, learn and become beekeepers. This is one that my family's thinking about doing is make a large mural. We have kind of our lower level where our deck is, we have a cement wall that's just painted white. And I thought, gosh, why don't we paint a mural on it? If it looks terrible, who cares? We'll paint over it and make it white again. But wouldn't that be fun if this summer we somehow designed some type of a mural and we worked together to kind of paint it over the course of the summer to kind of work on it little by little. And at the end of the summer, we would have this really cool thing to show for it. That would be a memory that we make the summer that we can look back on. We think about our you know, COVID-19 summer. <laughs> Another thing you might think about doing with your family, one of these bigger, longer range projects, tie it somehow to like maybe a charity fundraiser. Think about how your family can make and sell something like jewelry or dinners that you can kind of offer and people can pay money for dinners that you might drop off, no contact delivery, and you take the money and that can be contributed to maybe a charity that you have identified. Same thing, we can't do bake sales, but same thing, maybe you could put out to your friends, family, neighbors that you're taking orders for baked goods and you could bake them and you could drop them off contactless on their front porch. And then your family at the end of the summer with all the money that you maybe have made over the summer with these projects you're doing, you can donate it. And that would feel so great to know that you have done something for a charity that is near and dear to your family's heart that can really benefit from working together on this longer range project with your family. Another thought tied to the fact that we're having this really unique summer is to maybe think about creating a COVID-19 summer time capsule. You could have everybody in the family write a letter to their future selves about what this time was like. You can include some artifacts from this time period, maybe collect some newspapers, some magazines, some memorabilia from this summer. Include your summer calendar, your bucket list that you maybe made in your time capsule, and then close it up and set a time when it will be reopened a while from now, like maybe 10 years from now in the future, summer 
2030, when your whole family can open it up and look back on this time period, look back on who we all were and how life has changed and how we can kind of think about this time that we're living through right now and currently think in the future. This can also be really happy, I mean, a really healthy way for your kids to kind of process the feelings that they're feeling right now and also helpful for you to kind of help your child accept and kind of realize that this is not forever, that there is a future where this pandemic is not something that we're dealing with. There will be an end to this. We're not gonna be stuck in this mode forever. So maybe doing a project like a COVID-19 summer time capsule could be a project that you work on with your family over the course of the summer. And that can be something that helps your child recognize, oh yes, someday in the future, we're gonna look back on this and it's gonna be a distant memory. And that can help your child cope with what is a really challenging time for them. So listen, our children have just 18 childhood summers. And this may have not been the summer you or your kids had envisioned for yourselves, but that does not mean it needs to be terrible. Make it a summer to remember for you and your family. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to the 3D Parent Podcast. I hope it has provided you with the inspiration you need for building stronger relationships with your children and trusting your instincts when it comes to parenting. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered on the podcast, or if you'd like one-on-one parent coaching, head over to the3dparent.com and click the contact tab to send me your question. If today's discussion empowered your parenting, please be sure to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and a review. Also, I'd love to connect with you on social media So take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories, and tag me at The3DParent. I look forward to meeting you here again next week on The3D Parent Podcast.